0: It's the Smart Driving Cars podcast. Thanks for taking the time with us. This edition is sponsored by the Smart ETF's Smart Transportation and Technology ETF, symbol MOTO. For more information, head to MOTOETF.com. Technical support is provided by CARTS, the Corporation for Automated Road Transportation Safety, a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to safe and high quality mobility for all. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the faculty chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi, Alan. Hey, good morning, Fred. Good morning. Well, on top this week, the Q&A with Elon Musk at Tesla's 2022 shareholder meeting just happened a couple of days ago. We're going to share some clips. In this first one, Musk was asked about his vision for autonomous taxis
1: yeah the the tesla robot essentially changing the economy like how can we base an economy on on automation ai with the full self-driving that's being implemented you're going to have a full fleet of vehicles that can drive themselves you'll have these robots that can go and get into your vehicle and and place things will you be moving to a a a rental model or, or how will you base a tesla model on selling cars whenever these cars are fully automated can drive wherever they would like and hopefully would be uh, applicable to having multiple people use the vehicle instead of just one person. Yeah, so it's interesting to think about an autonomous car because you know, when you drive around, look at, you know, look at how many cars are parked. Like they're just parking lots full of cars everywhere uh, because cars need a driver and so most of the time they're doing nothing. Um, you know, Typically a passenger car is gonna be like 12, Hours a week, or something like that, of usage. Um, now, if it's autonomous, maybe it can get to fifty or sixty hours of usage. Then that's sort of you know four or five time, four four or five fold improvement in the utility of a car. But the interesting thing is that the car still costs the same. So, in that scenario, at least for some period of time, the the effect of gross margin on an autonomous car is kind of boggles the mind. Um, so in, in terms of how the cars will be operated, I mean I think it would be you know just um, you'd have the option of, of, of owning a car, uh, using a car just occasionally when you need it, like an auto Uber or something like that. Um, and there would be people and then an owner of a car could decide that they want to use their car or they want to add or subtract it to the fleet, um, so I think it would end up being some kind of combination of like Airbnb and Uber or something like that, you know so sometimes you, you know you can go all the way from owning it to renting it sometimes to renting it a lot to completely renting it but um, but the, but the, the the utility of the car will just be mind-blowingly great. And then, like I said, Optimus will, will really bring the future to now. So <laughs> yeah, maybe. maybe. Maybe you could rent Optimus out- hourly. Um. Yeah. Um. I mean, assuming we get all these things, we do all these things, I think probably Tesla will be the most valuable company in the world.
2: Yes, and, uh, you know, as we... Uh, mentioned a few weeks ago he uh, indicated that he was uh very interested in what he uh, will call robo taxis we'll accept his name um even though i don't like it but um uh i prefer autonomous taxis or A taxis um you know i'm not sort of a fan of the aliens or the robos coming around but whatever let's call it robo taxis let's use that and um and and uh and then it, it seemed to me that, that it in this meeting, he um, he brought up really more of his vision and his his focus that he is really serious about uh, about uh, creating a, a mobility system focused and centered around the um, Driverless vehicles and 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 really um, um, left it open and, and discussed the, the various ways uh, that they could be deployed, um, and 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 from all the way to um, personal ownership. And then you you do a Airbnb mobility system type thing, or you know I tried to play on the air mobility Airbnb wording and, and come up with a, a nice. Uh, parallel wording, but really providing, uh, sharing the mobility uh, that you happen to own uh, with a- anyone else, just as you might share your home or your bedrooms or your, uh, your bedrooms uh, with uh, someone else. And, um, and all the way to um, really, he didn't say it uh, too explicitly, uh, but really fleets and a fleet operator. Uh, I happen to believe that um, that the personal ownerships of of these vehicles is, is a real challenge. Uh, they need to be with responsible entities because if they're going to be out there by themselves, uh, they really need some some supervisory management and responsibility. so that the the fleet concept uh, in terms of delivering mobility to me works works uh, a lot better and certainly in in terms of getting it started. So um, it was nice to see him. Uh, Uh, Talk about it.
0: He has also talked in in the past, at least, about a a new specialized vehicle for, for this kind of mobility. Right. And
2: I, I think they do need to be specialized, which probably means that they're not owned by individuals because they're really uh, targeted to having uh, many people use them uh, and uh, to get their productivity uh, that he talks about that is the fundamental uh, benefit of of uh, having uh, this vehicle as providing mobility as opposed to ownership. He speaks, you know, uh, as, as i understand that the cars are used very rarely he, ta- he talks about them being parked all the time well of course they're parked and we we see it and if you look at the the utilization of a vehicle that that each of us make and i mean it's my goodness, it's sitting around all day and it should be doing work. It should be providing mobility. Uh, but that vehicle is probably different than the one we uh, we would buy for ourselves and for, for our personal needs. So it has to be a, probably more flexible certainly uh, from my opinion it has to uh, be bi-directional it has to have four-wheel steering why because I think that uh, in the concept uh, of operating these as a fleet uh, one one should operate in from kiosks from from Robo taxi stops and that the uh, that the that, uh, that are then positioned, sitting there waiting. Again, the elevator analogy that I use all the time. Uh, elevators aren't placed at the front door of buildings. Uh, you know, you have access to them from many places. They're at a centralized location. People aggregate themselves to them and then disperse themselves from it when they get to the, the floor they're going to. Same thing horizontally uh, throughout a, a community, throughout a city. If one wants to do that then getting in and out without uh, causing interaction with people walking and so on probably means that you pull into a space and then pull out you don't you never back up so it really needs probably needs to be bi-directional for that i mean that's sort of a narrow technical reason but that pushing you that way certainly accessible to wheelchairs and all that those sorts of things because again it's it's for mobility for everybody but again that's where the kiosk concept sort of fits in pretty well because uh, because the, the kiosk would be designed so that it has accessibility. If it's there's, there's a curb height then that curb height matches up exactly with the, with the floor height of the vehicle and the, the docking and so on because these things are are, are precise uh, is right there. So there's no issue with that and, and, and so, there's some integration. So, so the vehicle you put out there in the fleet, short of that, is not the same vehicle as you would sell to you or to me. Uh, it, it ends up looking like, not looking like, but being like the, the, the robo truck. He went out there and re- redesigned the, the, the concept of, of a pickup truck. Well, here, this is now somewhat redesigning the concept of a of a mobility vehicle as opposed to a personally owned vehicle. Or you know, like my train, I own that. I can't ride it. But Anyway, you, you get the point. So you know, little technical details in there which are important. But my goodness, he's building the man, The 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 key strength that he has. As, as he is building the, the the manufacturing systems to build these things, uh, to to put them out there and operate them is is almost a, a trivial additional uh, thing. I mean, you you can you could put it in a city and and you you can have a franchise. You know, McDonald's itself doesn't run every McDonald's. There are franchises out there. Uh, they you know, I guess they they do the, the 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 meat patties and and, and bread and so on and, and advertising but otherwise it's franchise so you you could i mean you could see it happening he has great strength cruise with gm has that strength you know if they, if if gm really is going to build vehicles that are for crews to provide mobility for crews. And they, you know, instead of closing plants, they kind of rehab one of the plants and build I guess they've talked about it. That's certainly been out there. Elon has that, you know, Waymo's sitting there. They don't have that capability. They're basically they provide the stack. They 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 provide the the intelligence. Really important. But then of course you know Elon talks about about what he's done with Dojo and so on and his computing environment to be able to to, to to get the coefficients that one needs uh, to be able to then to have the deep learnings uh, centerpieces of these things go out there and uh, and drive safely. So. He has the pieces to do this.
0: We'll know more about that. They've got an AI day coming up, I think. Right. I think
2: on September 11th or something like that, the last AI day, we focused on that here also. It was,
0: you know,
2: extremely impressive.
0: Another clip. There was a question about when and where this will first be deployed.
1: Elon, what's up, man? Uh, My name is Justin. Some know me as SMD Capital on Twitter. Um, I had the number one voted question last earnings about scaling to extreme size. I have another big question I think a lot of people would want to know. In regards to when would Tesla launch their first pilot city for the Tesla network, the robo-taxi business? (laughs) Um, well, you see, I think it's actually going to be probably um, much more widespread than that because uh, T- Tesla is developing a general solution for self-driving, um, and it's not really specific to uh, one city or location. Now, there's different regulatory requirements in, in various cities and states, so some locations will pr- uh, pr- offer regulatory approval sooner than others, but, um, but we are aiming for a general solution. Um, and um, in, in fact <laughs> if if you if you created a sort of a a randomly generated alternate earth, our system would still work, like literally you know like you had some sort of computer generated earth uh, that you know obeyed roughly the same rules as current earth. Uh, our system is sufficiently generalized that it would work in uh, you know, a computer-generated alternate Earth. Um, so, yeah. Um, so anyway,
0: Alan, I know you, Alan, I know you have some thoughts about this.
2: Yeah, of course I have thoughts about this, and I guess you know I'm I'm I appreciate the fact that he wants this to work everywhere, and even not only work everywhere, work in any simulated representation of everywhere. That's even you know taking it up the the next hierarchy and and that's great That's wonderful sure, uh, but that's asking a lot and and in a sense uh, I think uh, one one needs to, one needs to grow into this and learn and and all the other things that he's doing is fundamentally in that same approach. You look at. at at what he's uh, doing in Boca Chica and 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 Cape Canaveral and so on. I mean, he's building, dismantling, fixing, taking parts out. You know. A whole evolutionary process to getting to where he's going, deciding to do with carbon fiber and then steel and then who knows what, you know, and then evolution. And I think that this this is the same story with respect to the deployment of of robo taxis. You need to start someplace. You got to get you got to get one in the orbit, okay. And I and 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 then from that. Uh, basically be doing it with it with a structure with a model that, that is both scalable and, and the economics makes sense in scaling as well as replication and, and taking it everywhere. Uh, so um, you know, of course I wish he would he would adopt, you know uh, come to Jersey. Uh, Jerseys uh, to me, uh, of course, uh, I guess I'm biased because I'm here, uh, but Jersey is a, is a place where, in fact, the mobility that he would provide in the small would be appreciated by the many in that small. So it allows them to be successful on a business case and on a societal case and on a, on a, on a, on a, even on an environmental scale in the small. But that small is, is fundamentally expandable it's, it's, let's call it, since he likes reuses, reusable. Okay, And, and allows them to grow it as well as then replicate it in other places. The interesting thing is in any one vehicle, any one vehicle is not really going to venture all that far from where it is providing its mobility. So as long as it can operate in Trenton well, it doesn't need to operate in California, Montana, or some someplace else because it's not going there. But the vehicles that are in Montana can operate there. Why? Because they have different coefficients on the on the deep learning uh, uh, systems, which is what Dojo's supposed to give give them. And so, you know, if you apply Dojo to the what you need to do in a particular operational design domain. And that operational design domain is, is contained, then you have a chance of getting it to work there and then getting it to work over here and then getting it to work over there. And at some point it all comes together that you got the right coefficients to make it work
0: everywhere. Maybe. It's kind of the, it's kind of the reverse of the old Frank Sinatra song because he's saying he can make it work anywhere and you're saying you can make it here. Well of
2: course we've <laughs> said that many times here you know you do, why, why are you gonna why are you gonna say I have to be able to, to do the Mars landing before I even put um, a starship into orbit? Come on, I mean he had grasshopper just to show that he can land it and that, and, that the, and, the, and that the the engine worked and the Raptor engine worked. So, you know, use that. Why, why are you, and you could be doing real value, real benefit from this. So if you look at what he did with, with respect to Teslas, he didn't sell Teslas all over the country. He sold them in California. Why did he sell them in California? Who'd he sell them to? He sold them to people who had too many cars already and wanted a toy. Nobody bought a Tesla that that was going to be their only car. Everybody bought it as a and, and he found a market, people willing to pay enough to allow him to get profitable, or get you know, he didn't get profitable there, but he eventually and 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 grew it. So he needs anyway. So that's the approach that that. that we've been sort of pushing is that look here in new jersey we have numbers of people who don't have good access to mobility who would really value this and therefore start with them
0: and at least I'm several com- communities are are indicating and we, and be we very have
2: communities. i mean if he comes in with cars they're gonna what well, they can't stop him. We have a transportation network company uh, regulations here in New Jersey. You have insurance. Hey, okay, I have to do a, uh, put a driver in there for a while. And, and how do I show that these work in there is that there are no disengagements. So you operate and you serve You know, 10,000 person trips a day for, for, for a year. You have the data. You, you go to the, the, the legislature will respond
0: to that. Another company that he has, The Boring Company. He was asked about that and how it may relate to Tesla's autonomous taxi ambitions. How's it going, Elon? My name's Ronnie. And with the projected release of the Robo taxi coming in the years ahead, uh, would it be looked at as uh, The Boring Company? Would it be used to get regulation for full self-driving? And would it be a good venue for the Robo taxi? Also, my little brother Zane says hi, owns all Tesla Hot
1: Wheels. Okay, cool. Well, I said hi to him back. Um, so yeah, Boring Company is <laughs> um, making good progress, actually. Uh, and um, you know, for the longest time, people, like, I'd give a talk somewhere, and people would say, what, what are opportunities you know about? I was like, tunnels. And they'd be like, for, for five years, I said, if, if somebody could just do a tunneling company, we can solve traffic, um, and we can have also very high speed transport between cities. Because while I, I'm a fan of trains and I like high-speed trains, they do they do intersect the, the you know go, go through towns and neighborhoods and chop people's property in half, and they're very loud. So, um, but I want to be clear: I'm pro train. Sometimes the train people, you know, um, I take every opportunity to drive to go on interesting trains. Um, so, but the, but but the, but if you have a sort of a much simplified version of. The Hyperloop—it's really just Tesla's in a tunnel that's depressurized. Uh, you can go between cities super fast um, and without disrupting the stuff above ground. Um, so that's kind of the vision for the Boring Company: is to uh, make make roads 3D and have sort of an arbitrary uh, an arbitrary number of layers of roads. Um, and I think you can solve essentially any traffic problem in any city if you go 3D with uh, with, with tunnels, so multiple layers of tunnels, going from you know connecting the, the city. And you can also turn a lot of the streets into parks because you won't need them. In. You won't need to have cars in doors. You won't need parking. Um, so I think foreign company I think is capable of much more transformation than it may seem. Um, and we, we actually have an operational tunnel in Vegas right now. So, yeah, if you, if you go to Vegas, uh, go to Resorts World, and you can hop in the tunnel and, and go to the convention center, and like, yeah, and you can pay in Doge. <laughs> exactly. I'm doing what I can to support Doge. <laughs> so, um, so, but, yeah, I think, I think Company is going to do some pretty interesting things in the years to come.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, the Boring Company is sort of another one of his. Yes. I mean, in in building the interstate highway system and accessibility for our cars, we destroyed neighborhoods. We just ran right through them. Uh, Why? So that we could, you know, get through them, not to serve them, to get through them. And, And... my goodness! Those, all those things should be underground, or you don't want to put them in the air because they're ugly. Okay, if if we could if we could only you know bore tunnels somewhat inexpensively. So of course you know he you know but that's an enormously big if. You know, I wanted to bring the dinky to to Nassau Street. How would you bring it to, to to Nassau Street? Well, you you know, there's natural hill that goes up. You just you know, start boring a tunnel once you cro- come across uh, the canal, or you're first in the cut and then you're underneath. It doesn't bother anybody. Children, you know, students don't get run over by trains. You know, we we have a, we have a road that goes right straight through campus you know the road goes up and then down you know why hasn't why hasn't that thing been cut and put underneath i mean it's it's i call it a cancer to the campus we do all this construction and beautification of the campus and and we have these cars running through there and trucks and 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 you have to have you know crosswalks and 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 students actually get hit by cars it's rare i admit but you know they do and why everybody would like to have pedestrian bicycles and so on stick the darn thing underground pop it up at the intersection of nassau street okay i mean it it was done in new york on 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 uh, park avenue All right. Well, you know, because Park Avenue is actually built up over top of in most places over top of the ground and where the train tracks are and things like that. Uh, But but, you know, do that. You you want high speed rail on Northeast Corridor, you can't get an alignment that's straight. I mean, you you would have to disrupt so many communities and so many people and so many rich, rich people, too. So therefore, you're never going to do it. Boy, I mean, if a boring company can go in there and bore, bore a tunnel, we have a high-speed rail. We have 300-mile-an-hour, whatever, Washington, to New York. Great. <laughs> if you can dig a tunnel <laughs> inexpensively, big if.
0: Well, there was another question about uh, autopilot and the accelerator remaining on after the steering wheel is turned, disengaging autopilot. Let's hear how he handled that.
1: Elon, I brought you the final checkpoint for SpaceX, a mini moon. Maybe little legs can play with it. My name is David Guajardo, I'm a former Brownfield resident. My first suggestion is to add a new string mode option, where the driver can select lazy mode and have the software accommodate between comfort, standard, and sport modes, depending on the speed the car is going. This will increase handling and safety. Second, when, the, when disengaging autopilot with the wheel, the accelerator stays on. Please fix it. Last one. Weeks ago, talking to Mr. Sam Patel at Starbase, I told him that the team should add a tab in the SpaceX website and disclose what type of skills and preparation are going to be needed from us to accomplish the greatest adventure ever, ever in human history, going to Mars. All right, well, thanks for the suggestions. Those those are good suggestions, thank you.
2: Yes, the whole concept, of of intelligent cruise control and auto steer lane centering needs to be looked at again why if i grab my wheel and and decide to override the lane steering should anything be turned off okay the override of the steering, fine, but the but the but the steering, the steering commands as the intelligence system is 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 trying to figure out should remain, but I should be able to easily override them in case they're not doing what I want to do. But when I re- either more lightly or more openly grab the steering wheel and let it go, let it go. It certainly shouldn't turn off anything that I control with my feet. It's my, it's my feet that need to deal with the interaction of those control, the acceleration and the braking. And of course, we've talked many times about how that all needs to be look, looked at again, or is not implemented what I think is properly. If I tap my brakes, and I have intelligent cruise control. It means, I think, and of course, not everybody thinks the same way I do, but for me it is, look, I'm going, I think too fast, turn off the acceleration function, okay? Until I do something to indicate, hey, turn it back on. But don't turn off the braking function. Just like in steering, if I grab the steering and you know and 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 override it and then let go, don't, you know stay on. And if you want to take it back to where you were, great. If I don't like it, I'll I'll do it. But but with with the with the acceleration, it's that turn that off. Don't turn off also the braking. And this happens all the time in, in these systems. I'm traveling on route one. there are a million traffic lights. I'm following somebody. I have the thing on. it's it's keeping me you know at from not violating the speed limit or more than, that, than I want to violate it and it's keeping me from running into the rear end of the vehicle in front of me. That's what it's doing for me. okay? If I tap the brakes, I I think that that system should understand that is that hey the, the speed thing, how fast I'm going, uh, not so But I still don't want to run into the vehicle in front of me. And if you don't want me to run into the vehicle in front of me and tailgate and, 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 and rear end them, then, then don't wait until the automated emergency braking system uh, 1.6 seconds before collision goes nuts and, you know, tightens seat belts, slams on the brakes to save me. Do what you do normally. If I hand touch the brake, continue to 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 slow me down a little bit. That's not what these systems do. They turn the system off. The brake and the acceleration. Where'd that come from?
0: I it claim seems, that it seems they're designed, Alan, not to work with drivers. They're, it's an either or situation. You're in control, or I'm in control, and they don't they don't allow any intermingling here
2: well maybe maybe that's the answer here but my goodness go to the next step and intermingle with me if i didn't want you helping me i wouldn't have turned you on and just because just because i tap my brakes it shouldn't say oh he doesn't want that from now on it's off i'm not turning on again until he tells me turn on the brakes okay uh, to me, that's just not right. And I think, I, I think that that's not the reason. I think it's a reason that dates back to when it was stupid cruise control. It had controlled only the acceleration and not the brake. Okay? So if you're in that situation in which you're, you're controlling just the acceleration and not the brake, okay, I tap my brake means turn off the acceleration. So somewhere in the code, it says, turn off the acceleration. Uh, Whoever was coding that said, well, there's only one thing for me to turn off. It's acceleration, so turn the whole thing off. I've accomplished turning off the acceleration by turning the whole thing off. Great. Worked well. Wonderful. Thank you. Okay. Now you put another thing on top of this this cruise control that says, hey, I'm controlling the, the... I'm gonna control the brake now. Because before, my goodness, you know, don't touch the brake. Because if you start go in there and mess around with the brake, you basically own it. So you better do that well. Okay, otherwise every rear end crash is like your fault. Okay, so all of a sudden now you're controlling both the brake and and the acceleration. But they forgot to change the code in there forgot you know however they coded it tapping the brake should have said turn off the acceleration but of course that was implemented as turn the whole system off and they turn the whole system off i think that is wrong and i've been saying it for um i you know, nobody want I guess I wish somebody would argue with me and convince me I'm I'm waiting to hear from somebody and nobody calls me. So, you know, somebody call me, explain to me
0: and I'll we try pla- to listen. We should clarify that it doesn't mean that the automatic emergency braking system is off altogether, but that is designed and, and Tesla says so and other manufacturers probably do as well, that it's designed for mitigation, not avoidance it's so. designed for
2: mitigation i'm i would i want to avoid i want to avoid and i think you know i think elon in in this or maybe it was something else that i was watching you know they're talking he's talking about um, having uh his uh, fsd i won't call it full self-driving because we don't want to use that name we'll just use fsd who knows what uh, fsd stands for um that that that, that they they what they want to do is is they want to start deploying the airbags prior to collision in the emergency braking situation why because the current situation with airbags is is they are detonated with a collision and if you can deploy them earlier than the collision let's say, 0.5 seconds to collision with an anticipated collision that would result in the deployment of the airbags, which you can compute in that in that intervening time, then the deployment of the airbag will not have to be as severe. And therefore, maybe your, your child could not go back and sit in, in the passenger seat. Okay, and be more effective in protecting you in the eventual collision that happens in the next half a second. Don't quote me on the half a second, but in that intervening small time period. It's beautiful. Of course, it should be working that way. But it takes the intelligence to be certainly extremely um, uh, uh, sure that in fact, this is going to, the, the collision is going to occur you can't have this going off and, and there's no impending collision. So you have to uh, the, the 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 margin of error is very, very small on that. So you need to be be really close to certain that that's going to happen before you do that. But that's kind of the you know, that's that's good thought. That's where this system work, would work better. But the automated emergency braking system is, is relegated to a, a situation in which, as you said, it's, it's crash mitigation. Why shouldn't the, the intelligence cruise control system cut in way earlier than that? Bring me to a, a nice controlled stop the way it does if I hand tap my brake. Okay. Because when I tap my brake, now the system says it's on you. Now I have to make sure that I brake appropriately. I just don't understand why they did that. And uh, sorry.
0: Call us. <laughs> call us. Nobody calls us. Whatever. We'll be back, but this is a good time to remind you about our sponsor the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF symbol. MOTO. To get more info, go to MOTOETF.com. On the site, uh, we should point out it's a good idea to read a white paper called The Smart Transportation Revolution. You'll find it under the Insights and News tab. Some great information there to help you make informed decisions about investing. You may know that ETFs can be a smart way to spread risk with investments, maybe focus on a particular category of stocks. That site, again, is MOTOETF.com. We are back with more of Smart Driving Cars. Alan, we were watching and commenting on the Q&A with Elon Musk at the annual shareholder meeting. Meanwhile, the California DMV is accusing Tesla of false advertising in its promotion of the company's autopilot and full self-driving. I guess that's what FSD stands for. The state is saying uh, Tesla disseminated information that's not true, misleading, not based on facts.
2: Good. I mean, many of us have been complaining about the naming. We we haven't. Not many people really have complained about the product. It's just its name, and the way it's promoted, and to have some sort of truth in advertising and truth in promotion. And truth in naming, and I think we have we have this problem all over the place. I mean, you know, anybody who wants to sell something and wants to put a name on it, so that it probably uh, well, not every I shouldn't say everybody, but it, it is a tendency to to overpromise in, in advertising and in naming. But this one's sort of gone overboard, and 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 uh, you know. We've suggested here many times that Elon should give it up, call it FSD and say, FSD, you know, just call it, FSD. never say full self-driving
0: again. Could stand for future, right? Yeah, future, future. <laughs> it could.
2: Yeah, very good, Fred. It could stand for future. I mean, you know, and, and move on from it or something like that. Uh, it's distracting. And, you know, again, what 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 seems to be happening these days in many many places? You know, it doesn't matter whether whether the news is good news or bad news, as long as it you know continues to to put up you know your 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 um, logo or whatever. It's great. So I, I don't know, but it, it's kind of a shame because. The, and you know, this is this is one of the to me, one of the few kinks in in in, in Tesla's, Elon's uh, armor. And it's 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 kind of a shame. It's, it's distracting.
0: Too Simple reportedly tried to pass off a self-driving truck crash as human error. The Wall Street Journal says that was a major oversimplification. This involved a truck in Tucson that lurched left, hitting a concrete divider.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess the fundamentally they said, well, you know, the, the code had an error in it, wasn't updated or whatever, and so on, and and you know, somebody put, you know, didn't update it and didn't do what or whatever, in human involvement in the code, human involvement is in the code. The code doesn't get generated by itself. I mean, uh, no, the AI doesn't generate the AI. Okay, um, and so whatever. Um, um, you know, we've got to get the, the, the reason for the testing and the reason for the oversight is, is to find out the, the mistakes that we've made in, in writing the code and um, let's find them and fix them, okay, and, and stop pointing fingers and so on and, and, and move on. And and certainly it was good that there were operators in there and they, you know, they didn't have a lead vehicle and a chase vehicle trying to do, you know, keep that thing from jumping the barrier, um, you know, from some chase vehicle. Oh, my goodness. I mean, you you watch that driver try to keep it, you know, from somewhat safely, somewhat safely uh, interacting with the barrier and kudos to the driver and the attendant.
0: Cliff Winston has a piece in Barron's headlined, When the Lawyers Come for Autonomous Vehicles. He points out that the uh, USDOT and Congress haven't fulfilled their responsibilities to establish a framework for testing and adoption.
2: Yeah, I mean, there is no framework. Well, maybe it's good. Maybe it's it is open season, and we can all do whatever we need to do, and and do it, and go out there, and 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 make it happen. And, and in some sense, it's kind of good that that they have. And uh, but but there should be an encouragement, and 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 the encouragement needs to be in the provision of mobility. Uh, my view. Okay. And that's because that's the fundamental thing that we're trying to deliver here. Originally, a lot of this was sold on making it safer than us driving. Yes, we can make it safer as, as, as systems that, that work with us and, and keep us from misbehaving. That, that's where the safety comes in. Uh, and and we're largely able to do that. Okay, it, just you know, put it out there, and people are buying it. Now we have to. We're focused on making sure they don't misuse it, and of course, we don't oversell it in its misusing of it. And so, when it's there to help us drive better and safer, and hopefully not faster. The last thing we need to do is go faster.
0: In the latest newsletter, Alan, you highlight a LinkedIn post from GM President Mark Roos with a with a headline why a safe approach to self-driving deployment is critical to success. And I don't know what you can say. Hard to argue with that.
2: Well, it's hard to argue with that, of course. I mean, everybody, of course, you, you want to be safe, but but let's be careful here. I mean, and, let, and let's be let's talk frankly here. Safety is a floor, it's a necessary condition. It's not the objective here, okay? The objective is to provide mobility, you know? And, 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 and let's not forget that. And let's not, you know, get so hung up on, on the safety piece. Let's not make sure that, that FSD works everywhere. Let's get it to work somewhere, okay? Safely. And safely, it doesn't mean no crashes just doesn't of course we have a vision of that but it doesn't you know the world mother nature she's tough okay things happen in a sense you know things happen that you can't do anything about i mean we have space junk coming in from space i mean some stuff they found in australia what if it comes down and hits your car we're supposed to make these things not not be susceptible to that. Come on. This is silly. Okay. Let's, let's do, let's do 99.9, whatever percent. And and then the rest of it, my goodness, we're getting value out of this. Anybody who thinks they're going to get value without any cost. I don't know. I mean, they're goofy. Everything costs something.
0: So meanwhile, Alan, Electric uh, reports that GM has started offering Chevy Bolt EV owners a $6,000 refund as long as they promise not to sue over the battery fire recall, which was last year. I mean, look, you
2: know, EVs EVs are tough. And, you know, and there is this battery, not only the fire issue, there's all sorts of other issues with it, you know, sourcing and whatever. And, yeah, EVs are a good solution. Do they, have, do they have any costs? Of course they do. Everything has some costs. They, are we willing to, to pay that cost? I think so. Although, you know, it, it seems as if, you know, you look at the numbers, there is one entity that, you know, has done a pretty marvelous job at, at getting it off the ground.
0: Well, Lucid shares plummeted after the company, a Tesla competitor, slashed its production guidance, confirmed that it burned through another eight hundred million dollars during the last quarter. And you have some comments on that in the newsletter.
2: Yeah, you know the eight hundred million turns out to be close to ten million a day. That's 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 uh, you need you need some really deep-pocketed investors to keep that going and we commented last week on on cruises losing 5 million a day and who knows what waymo loses a day because at least i haven't found a quote somebody can maybe send me one um you know one has to get to a point which one has revenues for these operations and that the revenues uh, not only come close uh, to uh to um break even, but also allow you to make a profit. Otherwise, why do these things, okay? A public subsidy, my goodness, uh, uh, that's, that's hard work. Don't wanna do that. But let, why not just put out there, do a business, put a product out there that, that consumers wanna buy and pay for and everybody's happy. They're getting value, you're getting value, which is you know fundamental to, to the, the business case for this. And I, th- I think every time I look at it, there is a business case for this in Jersey, whether there's a business case for this in San Francisco, maybe <clears throat> whether there's a business case for this in in, in, um, in Chandler, not not yet. Maybe it, it's some greater propensity and deployment and, and appreciation, but certainly not yet. Changing lifestyles have to change lifestyles to, to get buy-in in Chandler. Everybody has a car, not, not everybody, of course, but too many, um, in New Jersey not. The interesting thing about New Jersey is we have this wonderful rail line that goes to New York that carries a bunch of people, could carry more if you could only get them to the train station and back so that it's it's a, a no-brainer. You don't have to park. You don't have to pay for parking. You don't have to do whatever. You just you just go and and it's there when you when when you come home. Oh my goodness! Might even increase the, the ridership on New Jersey Transit rail and provide sort of the the base demand of mobility just to get to this train station. This, this exists in Trenton, this is, exists in Perth Amboy, this exists in, 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 in Patterson, this is, certainly exists in Newark, certainly exists in Camden, certainly exists all over the place. Taking kids to school. Oh, well, they should ride a yellow bus. Not to some of these city schools, okay? Maybe if you're out in the country or something like that, I don't know, but to the city schools, and and geez, and two very short time periods during the day, you know, you, you get enough, you get enough revenue from that to you know make up another big chunk of your operating costs. And then you got the whole day to serve everybody else. Who, You know, these things, the amount of mobility they could provide, the flexibility and 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 the productivity that, that Elon talked about, that he said, you know, it's it's mind-boggling. It is mind-boggling. I agree with them, but do it in a place where that mind boggling can be appreciated. And we don't have to do it 365.25 days a year. Saying I can't do it and I want to do it in Chandler because I don't want to do it in the snow in New Jersey is like, wait a minute. We don't want you to do it in the snow in New Jersey. Wait until we shovel the snow, then do it. So now what's the advantage of Chandler over trenton there's none we don't want and we're not going to want to do it when sandy comes through or another hurricane comes through or one of theirs heavy or and, and and san francisco you have fog we, we don't go through fog we don't want to do fog stop take a break do it 300 we have 350 good days here in jersey do it 24 7 for 350 and maybe two hours in the other you know 15.25. We're happy campers here. And with happy campers, then you can then you can go and demonstrate, you know, we've had no disengagements in a year. System works. In that operational design domain. And make sure your code keeps it in the operational design domain. If the operational design domain says, don't go above 40 miles an hour, don't go 41. As you did Uber, in the in in the, in the uh, Lane Hersberg crash, make sure the code is tight. That's not that's not <laughs> that's 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 human error that somebody you know let let it violate the speed. But not human error. It's, it, well, it is human error. It's but fix it.
0: And finally, Alan. You noticed a, a quote published a couple of months ago, really, from our friend Alex Roy, director of special operations at Argo, which has deployed a fleet of driverless cars in Miami. He said, "Elevators used to be a novelty, but today we take them for granted." I can see. I could see you smiling <laughs> as you read that. <laughs> of course, I smiled.
2: Look, uh, you know. It- People do surveys and try to describe uh, connected automated vehicles, to, to surveys and, and, and focus groups. And my goodness, it's, you know, people must just be rolling their eyes. Yeah, yes, an automated Uber is a, is a close representation, okay? An automated elevator is better. Okay, merge with an automated Uber. If you wanna be able to see out the window that you're going on a road, yes, the automated Uber works. If in fact, you're looking at sort of on demand, sort of, hey, you're here and you're, you're now, you now wanna get up to the 14th floor, you're here and you now wanna to go to your doctor's appointment or to a baseball game or to, or to uh, your child's school or to whatever, you go up in the elevator, takes you up and drops you off close by and you go to it. That's the mobility feature, okay? And the great thing to me about the elevator analogy is that, you know, you you don't really know how how it operates. You really don't want to intervene. There is a button there somewhere that I think you can stop the elevator. I think still in New York City subway, there is a glass thing that you can break and you can pull a red handle and stop the train luckily nobody does that or rarely and the people who do that do that just once okay we put up with that but you know and, and and people just do it you go to an airport now or any sort of reasonable airport how do you get from you know tsa to your gate you go someplace and you know something comes a door opens you get in and you get to it it's the same thing why shouldn't that be in your community for you to go to the grocery store for you to go visit a friend or for you to go shoot hoops across town or to play golf or whatever why not
0: why not Well, our elevator is stopping here. Thank you to our sponsor, the Smart ETFs, Smart Transportation and Technology ETF. The ticker symbol for the ETF is MOTO and more info is available at MOTOETF.com. Technical support is provided by CARTS, the Corporation for Automated Road Transportation Safety, a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to safe and high quality mobility for all. You can find us at smartdrivingcar.com, on Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Spreaker, wherever you turn to for podcasts. Get your smart speaker to play us, too. You can find my tech reports at textination.com. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Alan Kornhauser. Thanks for listening or watching. Please continue to stay safe. Thank
2: you, everybody. Have a great weekend.